Hello mummers, Laura here and today I am answering all of your most asked questions about my postnatal journey so far. Enjoy! Hey mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes, it's time for you to guide you through, let's take some time for you, it's pregnancy with and welcome back to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast. Today's episode is a Q&A style answering all of your most popular questions about my postpartum journey so far. So this is episode six of seven in my Pregnancy and Birth podcast series. So if you haven't already listened to the first five episodes, go back and give them a listen at some stage because I explain the entire pregnancy and birth story that led me to this postpartum recovery, plus how my first six weeks of recovery has looked so far. In today's episode, I share my daily rituals to fill my cup up, life hacks to relieve household burden, supplements and nutrition after birth, the best things I did to prepare myself before birth, things that surprised me after birth, the difference in recovery between my C-sections and vaginal deliveries, and my must-have products to use in the postpartum recovery period. Now, still to come in this series, I'll also be sharing an episode on transitioning to three kids and my tips and tricks I utilize to make this transition fairly smooth. Now, if you want to listen to all of these episodes at once, this entire podcast series and all our other podcast series are all live right now inside my online program, The Pregnancy Posse. So if you'd love to listen to or watch this entire podcast series right now, rather than waiting for any future episodes to be released, please go and check out The Pregnancy Posse. When you join the posse, you will get access to weekly workouts tailored to your exact week of pregnancy. I also do a weekly Q&A session where I answer all of the questions from my amazing posse members. There is a wonderful community forum and an extensive resources library covering all of the topics so that you don't have to go down the Google rabbit hole. Now, I would love to help you have a healthy, active, pain-free pregnancy. So just head over to thepregnancyposse.com to see what the Pregnancy Posse is all about. Now, let's get into episode six of this seven-part pregnancy and birth series, answering all of your most commonly asked questions about my postpartum journey so far. Enjoy. Hello, ladies. I am jumping on the podcast today to answer some common questions that I have been asked about my postpartum recovery period and postpartum life in general. So I put a question box up on my Instagram and asked you guys to ask me all the questions that I guess I haven't already covered in my postpartum podcast series. So I've just picked a couple of questions, about five questions that I haven't already answered. But if you want to hear me talk about my more in depth about my physical or emotional recovery and how I was feeling and my rhythms and what I was doing day to day in that first six weeks, make sure you go back and listen to those podcasts. So I'm going to jump straight in. I've been asked, what have been my daily rituals to fill up my cup? What am I doing for self-care and to make sure that me as a person, as Laura, as a mother, I'm feeling fulfilled? So the first thing I've written, because I wrote some notes, is my morning coffee. (laughs) So again, I sound like a coffee addict, but that was a big part of me looking after myself. So that's self-care for me to sip on a beautiful coffee. So that would look like either my hubby would go down to the cafe with one of my kids or both of them and come home and bring me a coffee and I'd have a delicious 
strong almond latte to start my day or it may look like I would wrap baby up in the carrier and go for a beautiful walk to the cafe and have a coffee and that's something that's a routine I've had going to a cafe having a coffee for at least the last four years so ever since I've had kids that's what we've been doing and it it's really really beautiful way for me to start my day so that's one of them Fresh air is another really beautiful way for me to feel like I'm filling up my cup. So sometimes this would be, you know, going to the beach. We're fortunate we live near the beach. So going to the beach and that could be for as long as an hour to go for a beautiful walk. Or it could just be as little as going onto my balcony and putting the sun on my face for five minutes whilst my baby was napping. So just getting some sort of fresh air or sunshine, vitamin D, that feels really, really good for me and my nervous system as well. Um, Listening to a podcast or beautiful music, I love Spotify. I've got so many different artists and playlists that I love listening to and that always puts me in a great mood. I also love listening to podcasts um, and range from stories to educational content. They've got a whole heap of random podcasts in my library, but that makes me feel, you know, like it just gets me out of maybe a headspace that I'm in and listening to other people talk or learning new things really lights me up. So I love listening to podcasts. I might listen to podcasts or music while I'm cooking or, you know, while I'm playing with um, my baby, while I'm going for a walk uh, at nighttime, uh, when I'm driving, there's some places that I do that. Afternoon naps or having a lie down. So obviously that was really important to me in the first two weeks after having a baby. I'm not really doing that so much nowadays, but definitely for the first two weeks, that was a huge part of me filling up my cup and solo showers in the morning after the baby was fed. That was another really important cup filler for me. So I would make sure the baby was fed and then I would go and have a quick shower. So my hubby was home to help look after her, but if he wasn't, I imagine that I probably would have waited till she has her first nap and then I would have gone and had a shower or I would have put her in like the bouncer and made sure she was happy and then put her in that while I had a shower. But just having a nice solo hot shower in the morning was a really beautiful way for me to feel like I was fulfilled. Um, And now that I'm a little bit further along in my postpartum journey, those were the things that I mostly utilized in the early days. But the things that really light me up now and that I make sure that I'm doing so that I'm not getting overwhelmed or feeling depleted is so surfing or being in the ocean is really, really important to me. And so I've been trying to time that in between feeds so again I'll feed her make sure she's happy and then I'll leave her with my husband and go to the beach for an hour and then come back and usually she's been fine while I've been away Um, so that's been really great or going for uh, beach walks with her in the carrier so I'm still getting sand and my feet in the ocean even though I can't swim because I'm with her um, it still feels like it's ticking that box for me and I feel really really good after being near the ocean Um, And also I'm just much better, again, whether it's because I'm older and wiser or because I've had three kids now, but I'm better at communicating when I do feel depleted or overwhelmed and I feel like my cup needs to be filled up. So rather than just getting really ragey (laughs) or like biting my husband's head off or, you know, like just losing my temper or anything like that, now I know 
I can express myself and I can say, look, I'm feeling really overwhelmed. I need five minutes to myself or I'm going to have a meltdown. (laughs) So I'm much better at communicating it. In the past, I would have let myself get depleted, 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 depleted. And then I would have had a meltdown or like just lost my temper. And whereas now I really haven't had to deal with that because I'm making sure that I'm always topped up. So as soon as I start to feel overwhelmed or like I need some time out, I will express that and I will organize that and then I'll go and have that. And then I feel much better for it. So um, communication, I think, is really, really important to make sure that you are getting your cup filled during the day. Now, another question I got was life hacks to ease housework burden. (laughs) So I hear you on this one. I've been through lots of lots of different journeys on how to relieve the housework burden. But Usually we do get a fortnightly clean. We have a cleaner, a wonderful woman. And what's the timing? But she's actually been away for a couple of months. So since having baby Luca, we haven't had her come, which is fine. So what we've been trying to do is a deep clean every fortnight, either myself or my husband. Rather than trying to do something every day, you just do them one big clean every fortnight. Um, Obviously clean daily, but doing that big deep clean only once a fortnight. Now, I've also had to really acknowledge what parts of the house really grind my gears. So what really irritates me when it comes to mess? So for me, I cannot stand a dirty floor or untidy benches. They're the things that really grind my gears, especially if there's food on the floor or anything like that. So personally, I could care less about the washing pile or the laundry or the ironing or whatever. Like I can just close the door on that. It does not bother me if that's out of control, (laughs) as long as my benches and my floor are clean. So I prioritize that. So if I know that I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed because the benches are chaotic and the floor is a pigsty, then I will prioritize doing those tasks and leaving everything else because I know then that I feel much better about life (laughs) when those tasks are done. So I think it's good to just acknowledge what parts of the mess or the housework really grind your gears. Um, I also stopped picking up toys during the day as it was just driving me mad and I found myself being really funny about when my kids were playing with toys which is just ludicrous because that's what kids are here for they're here to play with toys but I found myself getting really worked up that they were playing because I'm like oh there's already a million toys out now you're playing with this and And I wasn't being a very happy (laughs) mum so what I've done I did a massive cull on toys We now only have a few toys out and I'm rotating them through. So every week we get new toys from the wardrobe and we pack away the old ones. That's working so much better for us. And I also only clean the toys up at nighttime. So I've stopped trying to tidy up during the day. I've resigned to the fact that they're going to spread them everywhere and that that's their prerogative and they're having a ball doing it. And I'm actually enjoying watching them play with them now rather than getting anxious that there's all this mess. And I just do a big clean up at nighttime. So that makes a big difference to me. Another question I got was what sups or nutritional, um, what sups or nutrition am I doing after birth? So I'm not taking any supplements, but what I've really been focusing on is bone broth, having really good quality meat, fruit, veggies, and I make sure I make like a nut muesli. So I have nut muesli and fruit each morning. So I feel like that's ticking most boxes for me at the moment. Um, I was focusing in the first couple of weeks on that whole first 40 days 
principle around really warm, nourishing, easy to digest food. So I was having lots of bone broth and stews and slow cooked foods and soups and things like that. Uh, Less of that now, but still it's winter here. So still trying to follow those principles. Keep in mind, I also had a lot of chocolate in the early days because people were dropping off beautiful meals and also chocolate. So um, it wasn't all perfect, but that feels really good for my body at the moment. Uh, Next question is, the best thing I did before birth to set myself up for after birth. So I would say guaranteeing that my husband had the full two weeks off work. So really having a good conversation with him and saying, I am not responsible for my other two kids at all for the first two weeks. Pretend I'm not here. (laughs) I'm only in charge of the baby. Having that conversation was really, really good because it set the expectation for those first two weeks and it took the pressure off me, like I mentioned in another podcast, not for anyone else, but because I knew I would put pressure on myself to do too much. So it gave myself the permission so that I could just rest. So that was really, really good. And the meal train for sure. So I I got my girlfriends to organize a meal train and I had six weeks, probably roughly three or four. It wasn't every night we had a meal drop because to be honest, that probably would have felt quite overwhelming because that's a lot of food but probably had about three or four meals a week for a good, what was it, four weeks or five weeks. And that was amazing. That was so, 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 so helpful. And I would organize that for any friend moving forward, having a baby. It was amazing. Okay. Any surprises with my recovery after birth? So I would say the main surprise for me, given it was my first vaginal delivery and I had the tear and recovery from that to deal with, Uh, The main thing that surprised me was the pelvic floor heaviness and the throbbing discomfort that I had for those first couple of weeks to a month. I wasn't expecting that at all. Now, a lot of questions came through asking me about the difference in recovery for me between my vaginal delivery versus my cesarean section. So for those who aren't up to scratch, I suggest you go back and listen to all of my podcasts, but I've had two C-sections and then I've had a vaginal delivery. So I would say the biggest differences for me, there was definite pros and cons for both, for sure. So early days with my C-section, I would say most day-to-day movements felt quite difficult and I felt very weak and vulnerable. So I remember things like getting in and out of bed, getting in and out of the car. I felt very vulnerable and very weak around my midsection. However, pain-wise, I had no pain after my cesarean sections. I did take pain medication for the best part of the first week, but then nothing after that. And fortunately, I was pain-free and had no complications. My pelvic floor had felt completely fine. And by six weeks after a Caesar, I honestly felt like I could do most things. So I could have gone for a run. I didn't, but I felt like I could have gone for a run or done most forms of exercise. Versus my vaginal delivery, in those early days, it was so much easier to get around in terms of just, you know, you're getting in and out of bed and your movement so much easier. I didn't feel vulnerable around my midsection. I didn't feel like I could fall apart. I felt much more strong and steady and stable and much more able in terms of my movements. However, the pelvic floor throbbing and the heaviness that I experienced certainly um, made me feel a lot more pain. So I had been pain-free post-C-sections and then interestingly was dealing with this pain and discomfort after my vaginal delivery, which I know is not the case for everyone. And I imagine it's mostly because I had the internal tear that had to recover. 
And the other difference is by six weeks, I definitely did not feel like I could run or do anything. So I would say the long-term recovery has been a little bit slower, but I also think that that's fantastic because it means that I'm not pushing my pelvic floor beyond its capabilities. So um, short-term, I would say movement and everything was easier, but long-term, yes, I remember by this stage after seizures, I felt fine, whereas I'm still feeling like I'm recovering. But again, it would not change it for the world, to be honest. It's it's all fine. I wouldn't say that that has put a dampener on me having a vaginal delivery. It's just different. I would have a vaginal delivery any day of the week. <laughs> um, so yeah. And the other question I got about the differences between the two was, did I notice any difference in bonding and feeding my baby compared C-section versus a vaginal delivery? So this one is so hard to say because there's so many factors. So this is my third baby. So I've done this already twice before. It's also potentially my last baby. So there's that to factor in as well in terms of maybe I'm soaking it up in a different way or more present to different things. Um, I obviously have a lot more confidence and knowledge and wisdom because it's my third baby and I've been through trial and error twice before. Um, so this baby not only was it vaginal delivery without any intervention, but it was also this baby came on its perfect due date. So there was no induction. There was no baby came when it was ready. And I think that potentially has a lot to do with its temperament because it picked its due date. Um, yeah, I'm a more confident mother this time, this time round. So it's hard to know exactly what these factors uh, are and how they're going to play into it. I certainly do feel like um, my bonding with this baby has been amazing. I feel like I'm in this huge love bubble right now and I'm really soaking up every inch of her and our journey so far. And again, who knows why that is? Maybe because she might be my last baby because I know how fleeting these newborn days are. I'm not sure. But I also felt like I was very well bonded and attached to my first two children too. So the overall conclusion of that question is I have no idea if there's a difference, but there are so many factors to weigh in. And um, I'm certainly loving newborn life right now and loving being a mum. But again, who knows why that is, whether it's third time round or whatnot. And then the last question was my must have products to use in this postpartum period. So definitely the I used the Mia Botanicals, which is M-E-R-E. You can find them on Instagram. I used her Sitz Bath and her Peri Spray. Fabulous. Made my perineum feel really, really good. When I had the nipple graze, I used Maternal Instincts Nipple Balm. So that's Maternal Instincts by Amberly on Instagram. The Hucker Pump. Brilliant. Recommended to every single mum. I think it's like 20 or $30 and oh, changed my life. I've got so much milk now and I haven't even had to work for it. So that's awesome. Highly recommend a baby carrier. Everyone always asks me what wrap I use. I'm so sorry. I have no idea. It was gifted to me with my first baby three and a half years ago and I can't, there's no tag on it. So it's just a big piece of cloth. So I have no idea what brand it is, but I believe it is similar to the Chico or the Solly baby wraps. Love a baby wrap when they're newborns. Um, I think it's so comfortable. They're really snug in there. 
I've always used a baby wrap for all of my kids and I love it so much. And then when they're a bit older, I transition them to a structured baby carrier. So I've got the Ergo 360, but you know, just one of the ones with the clips and the buckles and all of that. So they can carry the weight a little bit better. Highly recommend some sort of baby carrier, especially if you've got older kids, because it's just such a brilliant way to still do life even though you've got a newborn on your chest. And then my final must-have product is a nappy backpack because I tried like the fancy dancy shoulder bag with my first baby and to be honest I found that really annoying (laughs) because like it would just always fall off and uh, it wasn't amazing. So I, I got a backpack for my second baby. That's been brilliant. Unfortunately that backpack everything broke on it. So I got a new one this time around and I'm loving it. Um, There's so many out there. I'm using the Arch Bags one at the moment, which I do love. It's awesome. It can be a side bag or a um, nappy backpack. So that's probably a good option if you want to be able to have both. So they are all the questions that, that were different. So I hope you enjoyed and let me know if you have any other questions that I haven't already answered. Hey mamas, Laura here. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. It did feel slightly strange for me to be talking about my mum life and my parenting strategies rather than my usual physiotherapy topics, but I did really enjoy chatting about it. This is a classic conversation that I would have with my mum friends around the playground. So it was really cool to share this with you all on the podcast. Now, if you enjoyed the episode or you resonated with anything I shared, I would love to hear from you over on my socials at PhysioLaura. I'd really love to know what you did during pregnancy to help set yourself up for a smoother transition into postpartumhood. Now, I have got one more episode left in this series where I'll be sharing all of my tips on transitioning to a third child and how I juggle time with all of my children. So if you haven't already, just subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast so that you don't miss out on that being released. And if you love today's episode and you want to listen to all of the episodes in this series at once, this entire series is now live inside my online program, The Pregnancy Posse. Inside the Posse, you'll also find weekly guided pregnancy workouts, an extensive resources library on birth preparation, pelvic floor exercises, and managing pregnancy aches and pains, plus a wonderful community forum and weekly Q&A sessions with me. Now, I would love to help you have a wonderful pregnancy, birth, and postnatal experience. So just visit thepregnancyposse.com to see what the Pregnancy Posse is all about and to trial it for seven days. I will catch you soon for episode seven in this seven part pregnancy and birth series where I'll be chatting all about transitioning to a third child and how I juggle my recovery and time having already had older children. But until then, mamas, sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes and enjoy the incredible journey that is pregnancy.